Bigger than cakes. Give me some outside. Yeah, I mean, I was looking forward to it, and then I watched it. Hello, welcome to Bigger Than Capes. I'm Zach. This is our June roundup, and I'm joined by Angela, Matt, and Will. How are you guys doing? Howdy. Pretty good. Yeah, not bad, Tar. How are you doing, Zach? I'm pretty good. Yeah, I can't complain. Well, I I, I can, but I won't. Very thoughtful. Maintain my not complaining yet status. We'll get into that later. Oh, of course. It's been a couple of weeks since we've talked last, I think, Bloodshot? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what a film. Yeah, you know. What, what a, a journey. <laughs> two film club episodes in a row, so, you know, now it's nice to get back to comics for a minute. Yeah, I'd get back Only to a read. minute, though. Yeah, yeah, not too long. You don't want to... Oh. Don't want to pretend we're into comics. You don't want to lose those hardcore Bloodshot <laughs> fans we uh, gained and lost last week. Two weeks ago. Uh, I wonder if people are more upset about what we thought about Bloodshot or what we thought about Fantastic Four. I have I have my suspicions which one. But <laughs> Bloodshot, obviously, because we were entirely right about Fantastic Four. We are, yes. Uh-huh. No one can disagree with us on that one. <laughs> Surely. The records will always show we were right that one time. Yeah. <laughs> You're on the right side of history. Yeah, I like to think so. We've got the um, the novelty of this month of trying to follow last month's roundup, where we all agreed on something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I f- I feel like that's really <laughs> not going to be the case today. No, no way is it going to work like that today. I'm really curious though. I, I think I'm slightly more under the impression we might match up on some things today. So we'll see. I mean, the fact that we've all agreed that we think it's going to be different makes me think it might all be the same. <laughs> that we've we've all we had, yeah, like the opposite thoughts that we thought we were going to have, and that we think others will have, and but we all actually had the other thought that we thought we were thinking of having, and then that and then I, I thought the most '90s sitcom of sentences that we'll <laughs> <laughs> just needs to end with a baseline. <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 that's Seinfeld bass. I, I, I recently learned that the bass from Seinfeld was all played on keyboard, and everything I believe is a lie. <laughs> Your world falls oh, away. Wow. Oh. Yeah, um, pretty, pretty devastated by that one. Well, um, good night, folks. That's all from, so, uh, that's thanks, all from us. To, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just got to go and just reassess things for a little <laughs> yeah, while. I mean, the, the world no longer <laughs> makes sense. So uh, thanks for Davey504 on YouTube for ruining my understanding of reality there. Um, right, so should we should we go like and do that catching up type yeah. stuff we normally do? Like, I mean, I've got a couple. I've got a couple things. Um, I'll get like, comfortable for this. So I have caught up on uh, caught up on One Piece, one thousand and seventeen chapters. Um, of comics read finally. Um, you, have you like set a um, marker of when you started this? Um, so technically, I started over a decade 
and a bit of go. Um, and I've fallen off it. Like, I was longer ago than that, even. Like, um, I've tried to read One Piece a bunch of times. Um, and every time I've never really gotten that far into it until this one. Okay. Um, and I did this one like a year, I started this one like a year ago. Um, so it's been a very, I've, I've taken it slowly. Yeah. 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 Um, I didn't want to rush through it and I've been reading a bunch of other, uh, comics and books and stuff, you know, like actual words, um, rather than just words and pictures. Um, but, yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, real, 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 real good. And if you'd have asked me a couple years ago, I'd have said it's probably okay. <laughs> um, but no, it's a, a very, very good uh, comic that is kind of one of these things where, oh, like, yeah, no, like the fact that it is as long as it is is one of the reasons it's so good. Mm. Uh, because it's had like 25 years um, to to just te- to tell its story and, and create its and enrich its world um, under the guidance of like one sort of creative helm mm. like helmsman like so yeah uh, other thing is the uh, trailer for the chainsaw man uh, anime dropped yesterday uh, and it looks incredible I, I just... am Sorry, very buddy. excited. Sorry, go on. I was just saying, I've just read the first issue of Chainsaw Man. Um, I've got to admit, I'm a bit of a sucker for that episodic yeah. shonen manga um, of almost any type. Like, they follow a certain trope that I just yes. thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy. <laughs> and I yeah. can do so, as you say, over a thousand chapters of something. And I'm not sure I've read that much of any single series. No. But collectively, I've probably read something like that. Um, but yeah, I read the first first issue of Chainsaw Man. and uh, yeah. Yes, it's utterly rad, so really looking forward to the, the anime. Yeah, and it's it's one of these ones where it's, wow, it's both, like, incredibly rad and weird, whilst also having some genuine actual emotional maturity Yeah, um, in there, whilst dealing with a character with no emotional maturity. <laughs> no, whose who's arms and head are chainsaws. Whose arms and heads are chainsaws sometimes. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a complicated world. Yeah, so like that's mostly me. Actually, have I uh, um, have I been on since I got my uh, berserk tattoo? Yes, because yeah, the, the bloodshot one we just didn't talk about it. That was yeah, I got my <laughs> berserk tattoo. It's it's very cool, um, according to me. Do you just keep well, looking at your arm, thinking I'm cool now? I, no, I just keep looking at my arm, going, oh no, when are when are the demons coming? <laughs> um, when are the yeah? When are the apostles coming to to get me? Um, branded. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's me. That that's fair. I I'm I'm impressed. Are you going to keep up with One Piece? Is there... Oh no! I've decided now that I'm never going to read it again. Ah, oh, that's a good choice. I agree. <laughs> yeah. You got to wait until you've got another thousand chapters. I think it's the only well, way to. Oda has said that he expects to finish within the next five years. I do um, not believe that. I do not second. believe it. Um, <laughs> considering, like, in the past, like when I like first tried to read it, I'm sure he was saying that it wasn't going to be as long as it is. <laughs> um, that it had like a time, like a timeline that seemed a bit closer than thirty years. 
Is it one of those where it's always, I'm going to finish within the next five years, though? I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> Um, but it's not going to be five years. I cannot see it happening. And I'm sure because because we've doubted him so much now that he'll prove you wrong. Oh, now yeah. he'll go. Yeah, Zach, Zach, set an alert for five years time. <laughs> and if, if it's if One Piece is finished, we will apologise on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I I look forward to it. I I think in five years' time, when we apologise, it'll be we'll get him on. We'll we'll do like a One Piece episode where we'll discuss like a crazy yeah. amount of manga. I, we'll I'm condense sure it down that, to an hour and a half. I'm sure that he'll be uh, he'll be up for that. This is the thing. I think we need to do more regular episodes, but like with creators. So rather than do interviews, we should just get in like I don't know. Yeah whoever and be like just gonna we're just gonna do our roundup and you're just here to you know be a part of it congrats yeah just share your thoughts just drag people in kicking and screaming hopefully get the lowdown on other creators (laughs) yeah we want the the gossip (laughs) i think we do the problem then is though how much gossip are we allowed to like release into the world we're mavericks Renegades, (laughs) Renegades, <laughs> release what we want. Get sued for it later. Yeah. This gorilla podcasting. This is <laughs> in the wild. Um, similar to Matt, although not as similar because Matt's read more and finished more. I am. I, oh, I, you finally read Chainsaw Man, like I've been telling you for like a year. No, Matt, I can't take breaks. I'm still reading Turtles. Volume <laughs> Volume Eleven turned up today. Holy. I've got volume 12 in the other room, which obviously arrived before volume 11. And I'm like, if it wasn't for the the, the like wealth of universe stuff and one shots and tie-ins, I'd be really close to being done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but because of all the extra crap, I'm not. But I'm going to finish in the next week because I have to. <laughs> oh, you're never yeah. really done. No, because we're actually on like issue 118 and i'm only i'm gonna only gonna get up to like 105 106 but i'm gonna finish in the next week um which means next week's episode is probably going to be our tmnt school for angela and god yeah i'm gonna have to probably reread some bits (laughs) Uh, You've done this over the course of months. I'm going to have to do this in like four days. Just like... <laughs> my, my advice, Will, would be call in sick, stay yeah. home, uh-huh. don't sleep. Correct. I mean, and... I, can, I can tell you a bunch <laughs> gotcha. about like when the turtles went to like um, historic historical Japan and hung out with like a rabbit. <laughs> And that one issue is worth, you know... No, there's a, a, a quite a few this. issues, actually. But well, the there's only is, one in the official IDW it's canon. Happened a, it's happened a few times. <laughs> I assume there's problems with the lights. That's oh. the question. He might be my favourite psycho. <laughs> is he a psycho if he's just not got, like, any cognitive response? So he's just, like, I don't know, naturally unhinged? Or is no, he's he... Just, he's a pigeon. <laughs> and like all pigeons he's got issues mm, yeah um <laughs> Real baggage. i i had to take a break while i was waiting for these to arrive so i've actually like read other comics i caught up on redneck 
and then realised Volume 5 came out, and I've not read that, so I'm not caught up. Um, I caught up on Chew, but, like, the new Chew, like, C-H-U Chew. Oh. Oh, yes. I missed that that was coming out. It's it's like a prequel about Tony's sister, Saffron. Um. It's good. It's, it's better than I expected. Um, good, good. That warms my heart. Yes. My well worth checking out. I might even write some words about it for that their website, because I assume I'm not that far behind when it was released. I don't know. Maybe I am. And when has that stopped it's, us? It's True. our website, so we can kind of do what we want. I mean, one day you will get a review of the first issue of Exo Manowar from 1990. <laughs> <laughs> To be honest, oh, I was thinking... Angela, if you want to go back and just review Old Valiant <laughs> as just like a as a time machine sort of piece. Well, I was thinking about, uh, while reading Mind MGMT and thinking like, we should do some like retrospectives. Yeah, we should. Because... We, we kind of did a few on and off, and then we've gotten distracted by all the current comics. I think a lot yeah. of the time that the some of the retrospectives were helped by certain seasons like we did a Halloween thing and yes and the alt superhero thing that kind of lended itself to certain certain books. Um but the best books are like timeless and I think the in the monthly comic grind stuff gets left behind incredibly quickly like it's mm-hmm. if you're not keeping up then you're sort of not on the cusp of, of comics, but good stuff that stands alone is good forever. And like yeah. ordinary books, I think, you know, people should still be able to buy them now. That'd be nice. Yeah. Um, That's fair. So I think doing a few retrospectives, I'm not sure why we're talking uh, like <laughs> website well, <laughs> in yeah, the middle of a podcast. Because everyone should read. Keep people yeah. on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone to needs fair, to read. Zach and I have been pitching our uh, 20th Century Lads um, <laughs> series on the podcast to each other since the start. And I, I did think, forget, we are Mavericks and Renegades, so this is how we yeah. do business. Yeah. I think when I've finished Turtles, I might start my 20th Century Boys reread yeah, same. And, and therefore prepare for 20th Century Lads. I've, I mean, I've, I've got one, like, albatross um off my off my neck like with the with one piece being done so i'm free to to do it sweet freedom matt um yeah i, th- I think we'll get there and we'll do 20th century lads at some point at i don't know what point. don't know what year but it will um, it'll begin with a two it'll be 20 something <laughs> yeah it seems yeah i like our chances yeah um but yes, I, I like our live podcast website admin. I think we should do yeah. some retrospectives. Let's yeah, let's make it happen. Yeah, you, you done anything cool, Angela? No, no, I have nothing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've been, you know, my net. A lot of comics have come out recently, and I've been writing for the website about said comics, which is bigger than Capes dot com for those people who would like a plug for that particular website. Um. No, I mean, the most exciting thing I did last week was build a very small Lego R2-D2. Which, oh, lovely. You know, it's pretty cool. That is cool. That's as I, far um, as I've got. I, 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 I went out and picked flowers to make cordial. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And then used that cordial to make cake, because I'm, I'm, I'm a domestic. <laughs> <laughs> lovely stuff. 
Uh, I went to Berry Arcade. So I've been to Berry Arcade. And you didn't invite us. Oh, uh, Arcade Arcade Club. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It was for it was for someone else's birthday, so I think it would have been a bit rich to uh, invite <laughs> another group of people. Why? Hey, we'll Sam! Happy birthday! You don't you don't know these six guys, but <laughs> who would have thought you would be here? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's cool. Played me some Time Crisis. Yeah. Did oh us. did you? Did you, play the, um, did you play the game um, where you have the, the gun and the targets um, and you have like a set amount of bullets and a time uh, to do the targets in? There are a couple of them. Like There's, police training was one of them. That, That's quite that like, was like a, it's like a quick, it's like a Japanese like quick draw. Um, and like you've got to holster between rounds. And it's got real targets and they pull oh, apart no. and stuff. And like, a, the last one is a mug and it explodes out when you hit it. It didn't have that one this time, I'm afraid. I um, managed to get the the, the 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 number two high score on that once after playing it for about two hours. Superb. I I ruled at some Mario Kart. I uh, I was pretty good at the basketball game. Yeah. And uh, refound my love for like uh, sort of Japanese arcade two D shoot 'em ups. Oh yeah. They've got yep. one room which is just lined of those kind of Japanese small arcade machines that are tend to be like Street Fighter or one of these like shoot 'em ups. Yeah. Normally like the vertical kind and they're just they're just cool. Yeah, Sit I for hours. I always wish cuz like they have so many um like fighting games there, but they don't have King of Fighters 1998. Um and are they that's that's my fighting game, or at least it was <laughs> at one point. Uh, but yeah, sorry, actual like comics. Comics are a thing that we're talking about today. Let's do it right here. Yes. And what is the first comic which we are discussing? <laughs> Why yeah. it would be the worst dude, Zach? <laughs> you, the worst of us. <laughs> <laughs> the the first comic we're discussing is the worst dudes. It is at written by Aubrey Citizen, illustrated by Tony Gregory, coloured by Laverne Kinziewski. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Cracking. Uh, lettered by your boy Taylor Esposito, um, with cover art by Tony Laverne, and um, published by um, Dark Horse, right? Yep. Right? Yeah. Published yep. by Dark Horse. Um, I was meant to write a little intro for this, and I haven't. So, uh, brace yourselves. Yeah, try, try and explain this. <laughs> okay, yeah. Good right. Luck. So, the worst dudes. Basically, we have a dirty cop by the name of Sam Sugar, who is hired, employed, challenged by the Eternal Empress to track down her... Husband, the Storm King's um, illegitimate daughter, Zephyr Monsoon, who has gone missing. Admit- and has a very good name. A oh, cracking name. Uh, she's gone missing whilst getting whilst in the process of getting divorced from Caligula Monomacho. Yeah. Killer name. Who is a kind of pink lion man who has a spaceship and does drugs and drinks a lot and it's just pretty hardcore i guess and yeah yeah um they'll team up also with the eternal empress's son bang <laughs> um 
basically, yeah, to, to try and find Zephyr. And um, chaos ensues, I think is... Madness. Madness ensues. Um, there's quite a lot of random characters introduced along the way, and I'm not sure how many of them will matter and how many of them are just names that have been thrown at us. But mm-hmm. there's quite a lot to unpack here. Would, would anyone like to start us off with the unpacking <laughs> of this? <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite sure what side I'm going to fall on here. Um, I've been quite a fan of Aubrey Citizen. He's, he's a pretty kind of recent comic book writer. And from the bits I've read so far, um, I've really liked what he's done, and I kind of always look forward to his new projects. This issue uh, doesn't work for me. I, they're just the humour doesn't land. Um, I think it's going for kind of an ironic, like the, like the humour is is infantile. And I think it's supposed to kind of be ironic that these are the worst dudes, per se, the title. Uh, but I just kind of don't get it from it. And in the end, it just just seems infantile. And it, and the I really like the art. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's yeah. my pos- positive upturn. I think the art's really good, particularly in the kind of drug-taking phases. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, it, it just the humour just really doesn't land for me in this. It, it feels... Too... It's hard for me to say this because I love toilet humour, but it feels like it's done it without that slight air of irony to it. it. It feels too kind of on the nose for me. I thought it felt very 1980s humour, like this was the level we were operating at in the 80s, and humour and satire and all of that has moved on in the last 30 odd years and it doesn't feel like this book has it feels very throwback in the humor having read a lot of 90s comics it kind of reminded me of some of them as well just Mm. in the general tone i mean the art very feels like something in the 60s 70s very psychedelic very good but I have to, I, I agree with Will. Here we are, you see, we're not disagreeing so far. Nope. But I agree with Will that the humour didn't always land. And, yeah, what probably didn't help was I was really attached to Rodney, the sealed drug dealer at the start. <laughs> and then he gets beaten up and basically left for dead. And he was the character that I'd sort of got, oh, I want to know more about him. And, oh, I'm <laughs> not going to get more about him. And I was disappointed in that regard. But, it's a journey, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> See, like, sorry, go on. Uh, c- controversially, I, I, I think I'm on team Will and Angela at this. Oh um, no! Oh, More agreement. Um, which is a surprise to me. I am. Um, I think there are some laughs, and I think the art yeah. is is pretty great. Um, the. The, the things that immediately stood out to me was the... Um, okay, my favourite thing throughout all of it may well be the... Um, is it Exit Stage, whatever the shit? Yeah. That, was, fa- that was a good... Big fan of that. Um, <laughs> but 
uh, amongst quite cool character designs, I I kind of feel like this doesn't feel as pure as something like No One Left to Fight. I feel like No One Left to yeah. Fight completely understood what it was and was really well refined. And I kind of feel like this is a lot looser in... Yeah. Yeah. It, it's done in such a way that it could be yet redeemed. Like, I think... There's a there's a twist to this that I think makes it funny when it's looked at through a certain lens. I just don't get that viewpoint from it at the moment. Mm. I sorry, sorry Matt, you've 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 <laughs> gone to go a couple of times now, no, so it's your turn. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, I I think I like it a bit more than the rest of you. I don't love it, but it has quite a few things that I that I quite appreciate, like. I love how basically all of the characters have entirely like contrasting designs and look yeah. like they're from yeah. like very different types of sort of like science fiction space opera um sorts of stories like they like just they all like yeah just look like they're from different subgenres and like if we want gags that work I it, it's it's more of a, a lettering kind of gag, but I do really like um, the uh, like what Esp- uh, what Taylor Esposito does with the um, the lettering whenever like the Divine Empress is talking about Bang, and yeah, whenever, yeah, really like, good. Says something really says something nice. It goes from like very imposing, um, sort of like just standard, but like lots of it's 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 just there and then just big puffy sort of pink clouds and sweetness um like lettering for those bits and it's quite it's really well done and it mm. the way it just slips into dialogue boxes and stuff like that like i get 100% what you guys are uh, what you guys are saying and i don't think it's i don't think it's great but i do think that it might, it might need another issue mm-hmm. um, or two for like its twist, kind of, mm. to come out. Like, there's its main strength definitely is its art in this case. Um, but like I said, I I do think there's enough going on with the with the writing. But yeah, the art is kind of doing the heavy lifting, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I, I'm not quite caught up with the the mystery of yeah. of, of where yeah. uh, Monsoon has gone, and mm. the fact that she's probably gone with Bugsy Sprocket, a previous yeah. gang leader. We're inferring um, it, it does seem to be leading into other stuff, but it, it's not. I, I just don't feel it's like not, we've been given enough reason to care yet. Yeah, it's ex- yeah, exactly that. Yeah, just not quite caught up with it yet. Um, which I, I'm always a little bit cautious to criticise because I do prefer books in normally in like trade format. Like mm. that's how I like to read them. So sometimes if if a first issue doesn't fit quite right, but it works as a part of a greater whole, like that's not a big problem for me if the individual issue isn't yeah. brilliant, but it, it, it serves a greater thing. But yeah, I'm struggling to 
kind of hook on anything other than the art of, of, of continuing to read. I'll actually, as you said it, the lettering is excellent. The letter- not, Taylor Esposito is a good letterer, though. A- absolutely. And not just, as you say, the uh, the more like flamboyant parts, but just everything. Like There are parts where the the words break the speech bubbles and there are like robots have a different speech bubble and like there's just lots and lots of detail to the lettering it's been thought about a lot and as angela always points out it's rarely talked about and i think yeah um, the, the lettering is good but yeah i think yeah, it's very actually it's very good it needs to when be, needs to be when said. sam says the it's okay with me it actually goes into a different font mm-hmm. yeah which yeah is similar to kind of the is it similar? Yeah, it's similar to. They're like the bat, yeah, the bat same creatures. As the creatures yeah. towards the beginning, yeah. Which obviously means something, but we don't know what it means yet. Yeah. It does feel like this would be something that I'd be more likely to read as a trade rather than single issues. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's a story designed for single issues in the same way that it could be. Because there's a lot of setup. But it's set up I don't care about. <laughs> yeah, it needs just like I say, it needs at least like one more issue for me to really hook on, I think. Yeah. And if I think if they get into why it is that kind of monsoon's important or mm. I keep calling him Monsoon, that's her surname, isn't it? That seems yeah. disrespectful of, of Zephyr <laughs> Zephyr Monsoon. Zephyr, yeah. Um Zephyr. Uh but like why she's important and I don't know, a bit more of these three yeah. kind of main characters interacting a, a more and maybe getting some more of the comedy off that. But yeah, as of the moment, it's just, it's a bit too dick jokey. I, that doesn't mind, that doesn't bother me too much. But like, I'm just, yeah, I'm hopeful that, that yeah, another, another issue or two will give me something to hook on to. And I'll but and and then like I'll be excited for the trade. Yeah, and as I say, I like Aubrey Citizen, so I'm kind of yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm prepared for, for for another issue and give that another crack of the whip. I agree. So there's agreement. <laughs> so we're we're starting off this. Let we're going to disagree this week with I, agreement. One hundred percent. Agree. I, I I did say I I liked it more I, than the new the new three. That's We're true. all true. in agreement. That's what I'm hearing. Here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so speaking of us all being in agreement, I don't know. I... Speaking of us all being in agreement, Angela say something. <laughs> right. Well, we'll all agree about barbaric on pain of something. Um. So, Barbaric, which is published by Vault, written by Michael Morecci. The artist is Nathan Gooden. Gooden. Who's to say? (laughs) God, I mangle these names every month, and I apologise to all the people involved. The colourist is Addison Duke, and the letterer is Jim Campbell. So, Barbaric is about a barbarian called Owen, which is, you know, the best name for a barbarian, clearly, and doesn't sound at all like Conan. Um, So Owen the Barbarian was a guy who liked to, in his own words, uh, drink and fuck and fight. 
um, and in whatever order he chooses to do that in. Um, until one day, he was accosted by three witches who placed a curse upon him. Well, basically, they gave him a choice. You can either have eternal damnation in hell or you can take our curse, um, which is not really a choice. It's more of a catch-22, that, isn't it? So they offer him this curse, which is basically he will be cursed to do good. We're going to use the term loosely considering what's going to happen. So he takes the curse. He accepts the curse. His axe, called axe, has no other name, axe, um, becomes, you know, enchanted and speaks to Owen and is basically his moral compass. So basically, Owen tells Axe, sorry, Axe tells Owen who they can kill for the moral good. And there are many, many people that, as it turns out, they can kill while doing the moral good, which pleases the Axe, who gets high on blood, which, you know, all Axes do, don't they? Um, but no one else can hear the Axe speak apart from witches. So everyone thinks Owen's a madman who just goes around talking to his axe. It's a running joke. It amused me greatly. Um, and yeah, he goes about and slaughters people for the for the moral good, the better world of the world. Um, and then at the very end, he does end up meeting another witch. And, you know, he must team up with her, presumably. But that's how it ends. And I just really enjoyed it because it had humour and it had gore. And if you are writing a comic book that Angela likes, you will include those two things. So, tick yeah. And tick. Done. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Um, will, um, yes, you also have read a bunch of Slain, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's got <laughs> it's got heavy slain vibes. I guess I mean it all comes back it's, to oh, Co- yeah. Conan in the Conan. End. <laughs> But when yeah. I see when I see when I see a big hairy man um with a with some variety of um historical weapon um mm. and no shirt. So I'm particularly generally, the big axe, that's very I'm slain. Gen- yeah, exactly. I'm generally like, oh slain. <laughs> uh, but yeah. No, um I I quite liked this. Um, and yeah, very much just enjoyed the, the twist of, um, the witch's curse basically just being, stop being such a dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. I I think traditionally I don't go for a lot of like fantasy or Conan. I tried to read Jason Aaron's Conan when he started doing it at Marvel and man, is it just too straight? It's just too. It is. Having read it. Yeah. Here's some Conan. So I, I quite liked that this felt like it had a lot of personality. And also the witch at the end has um, tattoos that are weapons. And that's that's just pretty awesome, isn't it? That is awesome. Very much. Made, made me think, though, of the, um, of the terrible uh, fighting video game called Tattoo Assassins. I really thought you were going to talk about that Final Crisis tie-in book. About oh, the, uh, the was it tattooed Ink man. something? It was or Ink. Run, yeah. yeah. Please, Run is obviously Run is about... uh, the, guy, the, the guy who killed um, Impulse. Shit, is it? I thought Martian Manhunter. Anyway, that's that's already that's all the time we've got for Final Crisis this week. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> Join us next week when we'll go back to discussing this week's books. I think I agree with the general consensus there. Like, um, I, I do... I do quite like a fantasy, but I, I, I agree with you that the sort of Tolkien-style swords and sorcery is a bit too played out. And when you are 
straight down the line with that, I kind of get why that's that's a that's not a fun read. But I think because of the curse, I think it's compelling to have a an essentially morally bad person be compelled to be good. Yeah. I think is a real fun twist on the genre. Generally, when you get that, it tends to be good people turned bad. Mm. But I like this idea that he's fully conscious and aware. He just is compelled to do good and hates it. And I just I think that is a bit of a gold mine for comedy like and although they don't display it in this book maybe i'm projecting what i'm hoping for is they kind of get into the nature of what is good yes Mm. this idea that he's compelled to do good he's compelled to uh what's the actual word in like there's something about he's compelled to uh something about having to help people if they respond to yeah respond to a cry for help but then i thought like what if somebody wants help with something intrinsically bad like <laughs> yes and is that, what if that... you're doing something and don't know the consequences kind of beyond that action yeah exactly. and then they, they do sort of touch on that at the start we have the morally preachy guy and he's like you've got you know you're here to kill these three people and one's a thief and one's this and that and the axe like points out well you can kill not him because so he's bad and you can kill him because he's bad but that one he's not really done anything so don't be the killing of him and then he ends up killing the preachy guy for yes. which for I, I i really like those two panels where just that just, panel where he slices him in half it's just uh, the fact that in the first one you see that just half his beard is gone and they just slides apart all his fingers yep. come off oh that's good stuff it's, and that's also yeah off. just stuff like like did the witches themselves like define what good is and what's their moral code because they do, they do hint as well. Because the witches sort of say it's, it's that it's what, something it, bigger, it's bigger. It's part of something mm. bigger, and you're like, ooh, well, what's the well, bigger? It's like, yeah, it's just like though, like what sort of moral system do they believe in? Like when, like what makes good in their view? It's yeah, it's. I think it's going to be quite a fascinating little read. Mm. Yeah, I think yeah. if it hits on some of those subjects, it could be really good, but. I think on the note of uh, people getting chopped in half, I think the art is consistently pretty ace in this, uh, especially yeah. especially some of the colouring. Like, I really like the effect. Uh, I think we see it quite a lot in modern comics, but when you get, like, magic or something, and it, yeah. they seem to get a glow to it from the colouring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, just think it looks cool. as some really nice lightning effects during the storm. Um, I think all the character designs are pretty awesome as well. Yeah. And I really, really like the face on the axe. <laughs> I was going to say that yeah. that face is just, that I is the way you do it. I think it's all in the eyes. Like, it's obviously got a huge gaping yeah. maw with massive teeth. But the eyes just tell a lot yeah. of, like, when they're killing and it's drinking blood and seemingly getting, like, drunk from the experience. And, and his eyes go all kind of squinty and... and like, it looks yeah. like he's having a hell of a time. And you get a lot of uh, personality from, from the axe. Mm. Yeah, it, yeah it, it's, the axe is definitely a character. It's not just a, he's not just a sidekick. No. I do like um, when Witch Lady, who we've yet to learn her name, um, does like when she does her magic, and it just like the 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 visual sort of signifier for that with her um, is how her face like 
uh, draws out and takes. You can see like the uh, like the skull, the skull kind of and the yeah the, yeah the, the the bones beneath it. Mm-hmm. It's very uh, it's a very cool little signifier. And then she pulls the sword out of her arm. As you do. Yeah. So I think the kind of the way that they've got magic working in this world is an interesting twist on some of the more like conventional stuff. And it lends itself to very cool art, I think. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yes, I concur. Um, You've all basically just said all the so, things I was going to say, so thanks, So guys. we've all just agreed again, is, is basically... It's, it's pretty good. Uh, I do have to ask, anyone got any favourites from the, like, million variant covers for this? <laughs> well, I don't know, because I, I I was slightly worried about it. I was like, God, is this, like, 52 pages long? I mean, that's... Yeah. Yeah. Thing. Is, that, it, is it 20 same. pages of variant covers at the start? Uh, yeah. The front and back yeah, covers? 20, yeah. Uh, 22. Yeah, and then I just sort of, uh, I I lost, I lost, I can't even tell you, I can't remember half of them. So I have... Just so many covers. I have two favourites. Is one the Conan VHS tape one? Conan VHS tape? Yeah, there's like a Conan VHS tape cover. Oh, oh, shit, okay, three. I I missed that one. Um, I like the... I like the Savage Sword of Conan, um, like, cover, um, that's like, uh, the coming of Owen one, um, I love the, the VHS, uh, like, the, the film poster one, and obviously my very favourite, though, is the, uh, one by, uh, Maria the Wolf, and Ad- and Addison Duke the um the cape, cape and cowl comics one yeah uh, oh yeah uh, largely because I was like the gor- it's got gorillas on it so I was like is this a rogues in the house um like past like a uh, pastiche because uh, like I mean it's it's great art really like gross yeah. and detailed and col- like like. Rogues in the house, where where Conan fights a gorilla that's convinced it's a wizard, um, and has like a cape and stuff. I I love that shit. Mm. Um, all all very good choices. I'll give you that, Matt. I I also quite like there's the like a God Country one. Yeah, I really like the God Country. Yeah. I'm really into, but I don't know if that's just purely because I'm really into God Country. I think that's it. But you know, <laughs> oh yeah. I've just been missing. I I've just been drawn to ones or, that I already loved, and just missed all the other cool things. I, it, it is a hell of a selection of variant covers. We had it. A, is. What was it recently? I, oh, I read um, Blue Flame number one for, mm-hmm. from Vol, and that had like an absurd amount of variant covers, and every single one of those yeah. was like. This is referencing something. I'm not always sure what, but I like it. <laughs> I do. I do quite like yeah. vaults, like vintage style ones, though. When I like... the vintage ones, my favourite. But sort then of again, the 60s that's... style. Yeah. Like. But yeah, lots of covers. So many covers, and all of them good. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Pretty, pretty much. I I'm not a fan um, of like the 3D one. Particularly, 
I couldn't but, tell if that was a photo or just 3D art, and I still I don't know. I think it's, it's, like, po- it's like Poser or something. Uh, it could be. Um, I don't hate it. It's just not a style that I generally like very much. Like, no. I can see the like I can see the skill and stuff that's gone into it. It's just not for me. And the crunches, man, because that mm. guy's got killer abs. Oh yeah, <laughs> like fucking John, Johnny uh, Johnny Barbaric here. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, oh dear. I thank you. Fuck! 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 Uh, um, I can't. Let me see if I have I any sh- more barbaric notes. Might be Johnny Vault because it'd be the publisher. <laughs> true, <laughs> true, Johnny true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think this has enough of a twist to keep keep on reading. Yeah, I- I'm fairly confident in saying I'll be back for more of this. I think. Yeah, I I will because axes <laughs> and a talking one at that. <laughs> Talking axes. Sweet. I mean, not only do you give me an axe, but you give me a talking axe. I'm on board. So, uh, what, what, is that everything? <laughs> <laughs> I I know what you're trying to set up, Matt, but I just don't know if anyone's going to jump for it, mate. Why, yes, Matt, that is everything. Oh, brilliant. Then I guess it's time to move on to everything. Archie. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> so... My book uh, is Everything's Archie from Archie Comics. The script is by Fred Van Lente. The pencils and covers are by Dan Parent. Letters by Jack Morelli. Colours by Glenn Whitmore. And inks by Bob Smith. It's hard to quite summarise this book, but it all seems to be based around uh, Archie wishing to purchase a guitar and to do so uh, signing up to an app where he's essentially paid for doing chores. Yeah, kind of uh, like um, like TaskRabbit or Fiverr. Gotcha, yeah. And these chores seem to be whatever that person wants. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and it's told in a, in a series of kind of short arc stories all surrounding the app and various uh, chores that he completes in order to purchase his uh, Wayne's World guitar. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, you for be also mine. being the one. Thank you for being the one who would say that because I was there like that. That oh, is yes. just. She will be mine. I, I I've got to get it out there first. What an ugly guitar. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. Criminally yeah, bad. It is, it is the type of guitar that a teenager would see. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. No head. In the same way that like it's out of the body. In the same way that like. A teenager will look at the flying V and go like, "Oh, that's that's the coolest shit." <laughs> Whilst everybody else knows the truth, it is. Yeah, it is. It is. A teenager yeah. thinks it's the coolest, and everybody else knows. knows. <laughs> uh, so this is my this is my first experience with Archie. I've never I've never read any Archie before, um, so I don't know if this. It feels like this is quite typical Archie. I mean, the there's a there's a, a backup story at the end from 1997. Yeah, which yeah. feels very uh... 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah seems uh, has some irony to it, but it it tonally seems quite in keeping with this. So this feels like quite classic Archie, from what I can tell. 
Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. I've read, and I, I think Angela's read as well, quite a yeah. bit of the Archie reboot from a few years ago that Mark Wade and Fiona Staples, Staples did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I, I've read more actual, like, pre that Archie. I never, I, I always meant to get round to that, mm. but I've read, like, a, a, a fair bit of Archie over the years. Um, yeah. This, this is pretty classic artwork and everything i think is very yeah it's very archie um everything's it, archie you might say yeah <laughs> yeah true. what it tells me is archie's not for me <laughs> i am um, I, I think it's fun and this I, I think it's light-hearted which is what i was expecting it to be light-hearted and fun and there's one thing that i laughed at and then realized i was laughing because of what it may, reminded me of, which is one of the chores is for Archie to keep a flash drive away from Veronica. Yeah. Because it's got an algorithm on it that will tell her George spoilers. thinks you're going to talk about Daredevil, aren't you? No, actually. Oh, I was thinking about the quantum drive, the quantum flash drive. No, no, mine's... Made out of unstable molecules. No, no, this is much more Zach. Which, and she says to him, like, no matter what I do, you can't let me have that, you know, drive. Yeah. Thank you, I yeah. can't remember the last word there. Um, good, good job, I have notes. And it immediately put me on to that scene in Peep Show where Super Hands is like... <laughs> Even if I hit you hard with wood, if I grab your arm and twist it behind your back until it snaps like a Kit Kat, you tell me no. <laughs> just, just <laughs> and just yeah. realize, like, I was laughing quite a lot, and I'm like, but I'm laughing at something that this has reminded me of, not actually this joke. But what I'm saying here is that episode of Peep Show where Super Hands gives up crack, definitely watch that. It's good stuff. I see, like. <laughs> I I had a bit of fun with this actually. I I quite liked it. Like in the sense of like there's some good little bits of like Van Lente writing ev- like Van Lente writing kind of coming through every now and again. Like there's the a great late stage capitalism. Yeah. Yeah, particularly yeah. that. Um there's the great bit where like Mr. Lodge grabs the drink and throws it at the guy whilst yelling Trotsky I. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. get off my private property you don't believe in. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Um, and like, I mean, that's the highlight of the issue for me. That is good stuff to be yeah. fair. I'm not um, going to be particularly critical. The thing is, I don't think this is a bad comic. It's just no. one of those where the it the art just doesn't kind of interest me. That sort of style. Um, it, it reminds me of like the Beano, really. Like yeah. it's that sort of cartooning. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it just it just doesn't do anything for me, and that's all really. Like, there's no, it's no. it's one of those things you can recognise that like something would be a great comic to give to like a to to, to give to a kid mm-hmm. that has enough in it that a parent could read it with them and laugh at a few jokes that absolutely the kid get, like the Trotskyite uh, bit. And I think it is actually like it's very solidly written. And like, actually, has like, yeah. There's the great. There's a, there's like some good gigs. Sorry, sorry, some good gags in there. Like about like um, the gig economy. Like as a working musician, I'm extremely <laughs> pro gig, uh, <laughs> and stuff like that. It's it's a book 
that like yeah if you had if you had a kid and you like got like an archie digest um and this was in it you'd have a lot of fun i think like reading it with them um and it is that kind of ideal thing of like something for both the parents and the and and like the kids mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, i it, think that's it, absolutely it, fair it made me laugh enough at enough points to to go like yeah i'd like i i i think this i think this is this is uh, really neat yeah I, yeah I agree with that i think it's it's been interesting to cover some archie because we we haven't in we all haven't of bigger covered. than capes yeah um so it's been interesting to cover something from archie and it's been very, i think it's i think it's exactly what i expected we would get if we covered any random issue of archie that isn't like the horror universe of archie but i i think it's been you know it's, it's fun yeah. and, and I, I agree with matt i think the little bits of like van lente being van lente oh yeah and through, like there's uh, this great bit where like veronica throws the the the, the cup uh, and she's like yeah. talking um talking like she's like i don't want to see you see me as some sort of servant what's that supposed to mean you imply i have any less respect for and then it uh, just there's a pause, and then it's yeah. her or this guy, right. this man you've known all your life. Yeah, my yeah, name. It's, yeah, yeah. It's 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 yeah. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> I think it, it is. It is funny. It's just not my humor. No, exactly. <laughs> that's, yeah, like, that's it. it. It's kind of my humor, sadly. Um, <laughs> But I think that's we great. Like, oh, I have no taste. But yeah, I I know exactly. It is very much. You know, I enjoy. I've enjoyed the reboot of Archie. I've enjoyed mm. this, and I like Fred Van Lente's writing. Generally, if he writes something, generally I'll read it. And I read it, and I enjoyed it. So, I think it's a comic that deserves to be liked. I think yeah. it is a good comic, and I think there is definitely a place for this type of comic writing. It just doesn't deserve to be liked by me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I like it twice as hard. <laughs> good. <laughs> I think one of the things that's always stuck with me about Archie and the Archie reboot is that I had a friend stay over at my house once and he woke up like hours before me and read like three volumes of Archie. While And I woke up and I'm like, what are you doing, man? He's like, just trying to figure out like, what's Betty's deal, man? Yeah. <laughs> just talking like, huh, okay. Talking of Archie, at some point we should do an episode on the Josie and the Pussycats movie. Oh, yes, we should. In in a comic book quiz I did last year, I very nearly included songs in a music round from that. and realised how lost on reality that like, would be absolutely inaccessible to like yeah. everyone taking part. I'd just be like... Zero points, please. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I remember like uh, doing a recording session and I had nothing to do, but you know, it's, it's good manners to stay. And uh, just found a load of old, uh, like Tintin hardbacks, just smashed oh. through them. That was a, that was a good oh. afternoon. That sounds like a pretty good afternoon, to be fair. Yeah, to, to, yeah. be, to be fair, the Archie reboot was good, but if you wake up and the question you're asked is, What's Betty's deal? It's like, <laughs> What? Existential. Well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking of existential, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, my uh, comic this month, uh, the one comic I've read. No, um, my comic this month uh, is the six sidekicks of Trigger Keaton 
from uh, Image Comics. Uh, it is uh, written by Kyle Sarks with arts by Chris Schweitzer and uh, color assists from uh, Liz Schweitzer. Um, okay, so six sidekicks. Trigger Keaton is such a fucking jerk. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Solid opener. Trick. And he's dead. And this is this this isn't a bad thing necessarily, but also he's been murdered, or at least like Miles Wynn, his latest sidekick, uh, thinks he has been. Um, and he uh, he enlists some of uh, Trigger's former uh, former television sidekicks um, to help him solve the case. Um, this comic is good. I like this comic quite a lot. It's a Carl Starks comic, so I'm generally going to like it. Like, they've always got really solid dialogue and a lot kind of going on, lots of, like, little background jokes. And, like, Chris Schweitzer's art is real good. Like, there's so much character work that goes into everyone's designs. Mm. Um, like, n- like no two characters look look quite alike. Mm. Um, every like, you know, like Mars Win Mars Win has like this, like the most chiselled face I've ever seen. Like just like all he is just all angles, um, <laughs> like all like right angles and stuff. And like you've got like Terry Terry Komodo, um who is like a you know like former um like sidekick like martial arts like side like child sidekick and now a stuntman and like alcoholic and he is just the most that guy he's like if like he's like if the dude from big lebowski was like more aggro and and studied martial arts like in his design it's Oh, it's real good. I knew from the opening, like, splash character page, where it tells you the six sidekicks, Yeah, that Terry Komodo was going to be my guy. It's just a yeah. name thing. It's Yeah. yeah. I, I have to immediately ask the question of, um, so what's everyone's favourite Terry Komodo line? <laughs> oh, <laughs> there are many. Um, um, I've, I've got, got it out of the silence while I reread three this. three written this down, time. but I, I don't want to take them all. Okay, go give one. You should have known it, me. I can't. You're gonna say you're gonna say mine right away. I shouldn't have let you say one. <laughs> you should have known it was me because whoever you heard talking sounded handsome and tall. Yeah, oh, yeah. one. I got two others though, so I can take Angela's and Will's as well if that helps. Uh. <laughs> um, I'm gonna hit you so hard you become funeral confetti. Oh, a bit of, damn yeah. it! The one I was gonna go. For. Oh, I'm gonna go. Go on. Sorry, I was going to say particularly because of Paul's like in the background saying funeral confetti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. I mean, one of his early lines: "This guy is the Judas Iscariot of child actors, and I refuse to tolerate his presence." Con- congrats, you two have nailed the other two that I had written I, down. I also just like the invention of the concept of pocket beer. Yeah. <laughs> just showing up to a place. Having beer, cans of beer in your pockets and just referring to it as pocket beer. 
Yeah, pocket yeah. beer, pocket beer. <laughs> oh, I've got, I've got another one. What's a stuntman war? It's like a regular war, but with stuntmen, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but I think in this book, as you mentioned, um, I think Carl Starts is excellent at scripting and voicing characters. Mm. They just feel immediately fleshed out. Like you don't learn a great deal about each of them, but I. I get the feeling that each have a backstory to be learned mm. and yeah. that it's, they just feel like genuine characters from the, from yeah. the, from the get go. And like, I, we see so little of trigger as yeah. well. And like, I, there's like just the bits that we see of him are genuinely fascinating. Like, but particularly there's a scene where, um, where miles is sort of looking back, on the time he spent kind of with him and he's like just he's he's like asking ask, asking him about like how he how, how he feels about like basically that no one cares about him and he's just like trigger just says like sad lonely boy i'm free i am unencumbered and it's like i i hate you but i yeah, yeah. kind of mm-hmm. want to try and understand how you view yourself or like, I want to come to understand more about you. Mm. But as you say, I think he sets up a genuine hatred for a character you see very little of. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but it works real good. Cause you do by, by the end of these 20 pages, you just think like, what a, what a D bag. But one element I really enjoy is that I get the impression we're going to get all six of the team together. Oh, they're all, yeah. they're all going to have different skills from their like yeah. TV work days. Yeah. So uh, both Paul and Terry are clearly like good fighters, but Paul has become a pacifist. So during a fight towards the end, he's just sort of dodging blows. It's very Jackie Chan, like having his jacket yeah. pulled off from his shoulders and uh, just like narrow, narrowly missing punches. And Terry just, well, thinks he's uh, God's gift to fighting and kicking ass. Yeah. And to, uh, and, and to be fair, and to be fair, yeah. Oh yeah, he's still still pretty hardcore. Um, I don't know how how old Tad Haycroft is going to play oh. into things because he was the, the voice intrigued. of the I, I love of the Night Rider esque car. How everyone's yeah. like, how they're like, but he didn't have a sidekick in that show. It's like I, I was the voice of the car. Yeah, <laughs> I was the car, and then yeah. and then Paul's like, but you're Skippy, and he's like, no, I'm me, I'm Tad, I'm and Tad. it's yeah. just like. There's a lot to unpack, even in just that little moment. Like, oh, yeah. poor Tad. I, I love yeah. though, how there's so much I like about like the design of this book. Um, like how whenever like one of the sidekicks has their formal introduction, mm-hmm. you get two like two newspaper uh, clippings. Like one is like the TV listings mm-hmm. with um with like a highlighted thing about um the show. And the other is why it was cancelled. It's like why it was yeah. cancelled or something that happened on it. Yeah, why the relationship yeah. broke down. Yeah, like and and also I really want us. I hope that each issue opens with a flashback to one of the shows uh, with with like Trigger and the sidekick at the, the at the time. Yeah. I I need it too because I need to know more about yeah. Frankenstein and Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the, the others as well, sure, whatever, but, you know. It's a great name. 
it is. Yeah, gone too but, soon. Again, I think as we were saying with some of the other books today, is kind of laying the groundwork for future things. And Richard Brannigan, sidekick number four, is apparently like extremely famous. Um, yeah, and like kind, yeah. like kind of successful, but his film career isn't taking off. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, Yakuza Sunrise is bombed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he seems like a really interesting person, and I can't wait to get to know more about him. I think that's it. it lays down a bit of mystery, but it is interesting mystery, and figuring yeah, out like, yeah. what he's about is is yeah, is quite compelling. I, mean, I wrote a review about this book, and one of the things that I kind of, that I said about it that I that really makes me like this book um, is that like pretty much um, every kind of Kyle Stark's book that we've had in a long time. Um, like from Sex Castle or like um, Punch Captain, like onwards, um, has been basically a book where the hero is like either the world's greatest, like the world's former greatest assassin, or like some particular type of like great cool badass. And this time it's kind of inverted. Like the, I don't want to say like Trigger Keaton's the villain of this book, but he's already dead, mm. and he's he's the poison that's touched all of these people's lives, and like that, yeah. So like, it's a case of like the world's greatest badass is just this toxic piece of shit, um, and we're not kind of hero worshipping them. Mm. And that's a fascinating kind of change to a Stark's book that I'm really excited to see where it goes and how he kind of plays with that. Oh, also, there's some good background gags. Like, God must have needed a little more kung fu in heaven. <laughs> that is, uh, yes, banner, uh, which I yeah. really love. The humour does, yeah, does land for me on this. Uh, for sure. Yeah. I think the balance of everything in this is really the the balance of the action, the comedy, the kind of yeah. revealing moments about Trigger's past, and all, all really well put together. Mm. It's yeah. interesting as well seeing a Kyle Stark's book. Okay, obviously there's other examples, but seeing a Kyle Stark's book that Kyle Starks hasn't drawn, I think, is always interesting. Yeah, mm. yeah, I really have been enjoying his work. With um Chris uh, Chris Schweitzer, mm. um, like because he get he clearly just gets um stars yeah. like yeah. they're a really good team. Yeah, and I think that they work together really well. The same kind of way that we saw how well um Erica Henderson and Kyle Stars worked together with Assassination. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it just seems like two people who get the others. Weirdness. Yeah. <laughs> they get what they're each about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just think this is a good first issue, and mm. I'm pretty it psyched is. to see where I, I this feel can like go. It, in yeah. terms of like just hooking me on to a book, like just na- a narrative hook, this is probably the strongest for me. But I'll wait until the end. I'll wait until like final judgments. 
uh, to kind of really break that down. I mean, we're, 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 oh, probably we're, we're, we're pretty much there. <laughs> I think we're there. I think we're there or thereabouts. Yeah. So, um, yeah, who's going to start? Let's go with uh, Angela. Because <laughs> always. I, ran, I literally closed my eyes. Okay. Like pointed. So we'll we'll go around the we'll go around we'll go we'll go from the bottom to the top um to the bottom to the surprise of no one um will be the worst dudes, not because it's terrible because the art's really pretty <laughs> the art's really good it just feels like. It might read better in trade when you can read more than one issue and you can see how the humour goes and is it going to remain in the toilet or is it going to crawl its way out like some sort of weird life form. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's not terrible. It's not the worst thing I've read this week, probably, maybe, but it's not the best. But, yeah, it's... It's fi- it's fine. It's fine. It's not terrible, but it's not the best. So then I'm kind of in my zone of I like all the things. That was a de- really easy choice to put that one last. And then it got really, really hard. <laughs> so, oh God. so I'm going to go in third spot, but it could have gone anywhere apart from the bottom. Um, everything's Archie. It's good. I enjoy it. I had a nice time. I will probably reread it at some point because I can just turn my brain off. It doesn't require me to think much. And sometimes that's what I want out of a book. I just want a nice, simple book that makes snide jabs at capitalism. And (laughs) what more can I ask for, really? And then... I would probably go, it's really hard, but I'm going to go six sidekicks of truth. Oh, we we were close. I'm going to go with number two. There's going to, I'll get why Bob Barrett goes number one at number one. I will say six, it's a really good book. I enjoyed it. It feels like a complete package where everyone's doing exactly what they know they're supposed to be doing and enjoying themselves doing it. It's clever, it's got a mystery, it's got humour, it's got potential to go who knows what places. Maybe we'll find out who killed Trigger Keaton, maybe we won't, and ultimately it's the journey that matters. But yeah, that's why that would be at number two, because Barbaric just speaks to my id in a way the others don't. It's just an entirely personal thing. I would say the best written produced book is Sidekicks of Trigger Keaton, but the book that sort of I enjoyed reading the most was Barbaric because it does have all the things that, you know, I just like in a book. It's It's got gore, it's got humour, it's got random Conan type references. That's just something that I would go with because I just enjoy that sort of thing so although i enjoy six sidekicks of trio keaton and i do think it's probably the best plotted written arted whatever in terms of that i still i still my heart belongs to barbaric it's not a head choice it's a heart choice and my heart gets ripped out by a talking axe so there <laughs> you are i think that's the way to go about it um it should be it should be heart choice i think when it comes down to it 
Yeah, that's where that's where my heart went. Where does your heart go? Will? I I thought our list would be quite different, but actually they're almost identical. And I fear mine and Matt's are identical. Zach has yet to pipe up, but um, let's keep from, you all guessing from bottom Ooh. to top. The worst dudes, uh, I think, is my my least favourite, and I. I use those words specifically because I agree with you, Angela. I don't think it is outright terrible comic, but the humour doesn't quite work for me. I don't quite understand where it's going to go yet, and it just hasn't hooked me in. But the art and the lettering, this is probably the best lettered book. Let's give it that accolade. Uh, third from bottom is, is Everything's Archie. Again, I really kind of didn't get on with this and i think in another month probably could have been bottom but i think it is sort of wholesome and well-meaning and i always think that it's a good market to fulfill in mm. comics um there's a lot of gritty and dour and while i do enjoy my fair share of misery uh i do understand that it is nice to have some light for some people my light comes in others misery but i get that that you're not all like me um, but second to that is Barbaric. I thought it was really good. Uh, I think the art's really nice. I think that the story is an interesting enough twist on the fantasy genre to get me involved. Um, and hopefully I am projecting, but hopefully it goes the way that I think it's going to go. As we discussed, kind of the, the idea of what is good um, and how that plays out in the form of a, an axe with a face. Um, but the clear winner for me is six sidekicks of, uh, oh God, I nearly said Buster Keaton then. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh now I, don't, I can't remember what his actual name Trigger. is. Trigger, Trigger Keaton, Trigger. the six sidekicks of Trigger Keaton. Um, I'm very quickly becoming a very big Kyle Starks fan. Uh, I just really like the way he writes. I think it's funny. It's really engaging. Mm -hmm. I think the characters are really charming, even the ones that are awful. They're awful in such a funny way that um, a bit like, I forget his character name now, but four kids walk into a bank and there was the, the kid burger. He's just my guy, man. I just, I'm attracted to the, the like, trash, but with, I love him. Yeah, yeah jerks with hearts of gold. Right. That and I think is just yeah is burger is burger if burger didn't you know Get die shot. but uh, yeah Terry Komodo I think I, I I'm hoping he's going to have a slightly redeeming moment where some of his humanity comes out um, but either way I, I'm completely on board for this comic uh, it is clear it is a clear winner this week if it is a competition which it, it is. Anyways, <laughs> if there was, if it was any other writer, I would agree that uh, Terry Komodo might have a redeeming moment. But the sheer fact that it's Kyle Starks makes me think makes me think that Probably he gonna might be dead not. by the second yeah. issue. Yeah, his head will explode or something. Some of, some of these <laughs> That'll be the end of Terry. Yeah, some of the sidekicks will die. I think we're all agreed on that, surely. But surely it's Tad, right? <laughs> Poor Tad. I need to know. <laughs> he, he looks like fodder. <laughs> so yeah i like i say i liked the worst dudes um quite a bit more than the rest of you i think but i'm i'm still going to, i i'm i still think i'm going to put it 
um, in fourth, like, I had fun with it. I genuinely did. Like, I... I quite enjoyed it, but I think I got a little more out of everything else. I think everything else kind of felt like maybe a, a more like 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 just kind of landed a first issue better for me. Um, like I mean, everything's Archie was just a complete was just a complete story. And stuff, but yeah, like, and that's and everything. Archie is uh, in third. Um, like I say, it's a complete story. It's just a really well done kind of goofy all ages like um, comedy, sort of like modern, um, like modernly sort of set uh, old style Archie comic um, with, an, like I say, enough jokes for, like, a parent to read it to a kid and get something out of it, and, you know, for a child to learn to yell Trotskyite um, at their parents. Um, and then, yeah, then it's um, in uh, second place. It's, um, si- no, it's barbaric. Um, <laughs> like, oh, the old bait I, switch. Yeah, the old, the old yeah. bait switch. Um, I, I, I liked barbaric quite a bit. Like, I think Barbaric is going to be really fun. Um, it's, like, got just, like, it, it's, e- even if it doesn't, even if it's not, like, it doesn't have the most amazing story, kind of, as it goes forward, I think they'll still be, like, which I hope it will. I, I think that it's got enough to explore. I think that the violence alone will probably be good enough. All the violence is just so over the top and cartoony and gross that it is just really funny. Like it, 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 it you know, it loops back round to just being silly. Yeah, and I and I love that. Um, and yeah, like <laughs> that um, sort of Tarantino school of violence where things are just yeah. so explosive. Yeah. bodies bodies are full of so much blood. Yes. That it, yeah, it becomes they so truly over are. the over the top that it yeah it becomes funny like, again and yeah then um surprising no one in first place it's the six sidekicks of trigger keaton um like i i'm a big carl starks fan and this is really good starks um and it feels different to like everything that i've read of his before like whilst there is going to be like again like weird silly action movie violence uh and stuff like that's not the kind of that's not necessarily going to be the driving engine of Mm. this book and we have a lot of characters who that isn't their life either um in a way that like isn't isn't usual for a kyle starks book um yeah Normally, everyone in in a Kyle Starks book who's like a leading character um, in it or in the lead sort of ensemble um, is capable of doing some fucked up shit to people. Um, and this, yeah, it I think is just going to be really cool and fascinating to read. Yeah. 
So, uh, Zach. Wowers. <laughs> well. Yeah. Um, which, which side are you coming down on, Zach? I ain't, I ain't going to bore you with the opening gambits of saying four worst dudes, three <laughs> Archie. We all know that. Same reasons I've heard a hundred times here, or three, whatever. I think worst dudes is going to be better in trade. Again, it might even be better by its second issue. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if Dark Horse want to send us review copies so we can check. Feel free, Dark Horse. <laughs> the gauntlet's um, been thrown. Archie is what I expected, and I'm I'm game for Archie at basically any time. Um, and then it's really, really hard, because I, I don't think one of these books is better than the other. I think they're both equally rad. However, in the interest of restoring the status quo and... No, you're not allowed. <laughs> you're not allowed to split us down the middle. I, I, I'm i going to go with six sidekicks in second place. Partisan. <laughs> I I think it's really good. It's really good, Kyle Star. Oh, yes. Zach um, and Angela forming the Coalition of Chaos. <laughs> it's fucking... True, Keaton. Right. Um, Matt's right. It is really good, Kyle Starks. Um, it is everything you would want from a Kyle Starks book, and it is a nice swerve that it is not the world's greatest anything, because he's already dead. The world's greatest arsehole is already dead. And... <laughs> and it, it, it is real good, and I'm looking forward to the rest of it. I think it's going to be good in singles and probably even better in trade. Um, also, at some point, I'm going to find out what Frankenstein and Frankenstein is. And yeah, buddy. Hell yeah. Uh, number one is is, is Barbaric. Uh, but I got reasons. I'm not just going to echo Angela. Uh, and, and I think my reasons are the fact that I, I'm not a Conan the Barbarian kind of guy, and I'm not a overly fantasy kind of guy so i think the fact that yeah this got me and it's got a talking axe that gets drunk on blood and a barbarian called owen and it just looks rad and it it is it's it's a good first issue um and yeah i'm I'm just really into this it's got a talking axe guys come on i think we all know angela's right this week yeah um also it's got a woman who has sword tattoos that she can pull out of herself and sword people with or knife people with in other occasions she could yeah. have all kinds of weapon tattoos we I don't mean, know who knows what's to come in future if choose what I mean, kind one of, of the, tattoos we'll see one of the covers is fairly revealing of her tattoos and <laughs> and, and everything else <laughs> yes yeah. I that's think that's my least favourite that's also yeah, my guy least would agree. Cover. there's something yeah. about drawn nudity that <laughs> kind of makes me uncomfortable i it's not lost on me that when tim seeley writes comics it's kind of you know pretty horny sometimes quite horror and then when he's like asked to draw something he kind of yeah it's like all right all haunt up yeah and i I need to know like is this just a hundred percent of is tim seeley's entire life just like horny (laughs) <laughs> and horror and nothing else everything's just like murder and sex no middle ground like i could believe that because if it is cool all right i totally understand <laughs> who, where tim Seeley's coming from as a like an entity as a creator but i, I don't know 
Um, but yeah, but Barbaric is 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 rad. As is Six Sidekicks. To be fair, I, I think we could be back here in a week's time, and I could have flipped those two and be on Team Will and Matt. But for for today, right now, Barbaric yeah. split down the middle. Yay! We didn't agree. Our prediction was true. We're close, though. We're much closer than I thought we'd be, agreement-wise. On, on the day that we pick some four different orders uh, is the day that I think we'd, we're done, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Could be. I, I don't think we've ever had, like, a full f- four-book disagreement. It's no. hard, like, four books and four people. Like, it's always yeah, going to be, like, fairly similar. But there is a permutation. the middle is fairly similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think we need to introduce a fifth host to kind of like <laughs> just to break the tie? See, <laughs> see if that changes it at all. Or... Yeah. Bring us someone who's a huge Rob Liefeld fan. That'll <laughs> that'll change the uh, the dynamic. Well, the only huge Rob Liefeld fan I can think of is Rob Liefeld, and I, <laughs> I just don't know if you he's... were talking about getting creators on to discuss their books or That's join true. us for the round job. So, I... you know. So, I think this more or less brings us to the conclusion of our June roundup. Any yeah. a, any dissent within the ranks, or do we all no, agree? I, I think that's yeah. good. I think we've uh, said all we've got to say. Aces. Then, with uh, with no, further ado. Without further ado, thank you, Will. Um, this has been bigger than capes. We have been. Angela, Matt, Will, and Zach alphabetically, um, and we shall continue yeah. to be. And um, this week we've proved that comics are uh, bigger, bigger than, than capes. capes.